You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two, man, we're late. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan, live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. We're asking you on the text line, the Flames frustrate me like blank frustrates me. The Flames frustrate me like blank frustrates me 960 960 also getting a lot of feedback on the uh, iron covers thing uh brett from okotoks uh laugh out loud iron covers are like the throwback to when hockey tried to bring in individual stick bags couldn't agree with you more brett those were weird you know you're a real player when you got a stick bag no you can't you can't do the stick bag you absolutely cannot do the stick bag um Matt Marchese, the producer of the Jeff Merrick show, going to join us at the bottom of the hour. Talk about that Flames 5-1 win last night. Look around the NHL. Get his opinion on the Nashville Predators, too. Like, we keep concentrating on the Colorado Avalanche and the Nashville Predators. Or, excuse me, the Winnipeg Jets. But what about the Nashville Predators? How seriously should we take the Preds in all of this? Which is super frustrating because they were doing a teardown during the deadline. Flames win 5-1 last night. Um, Peter Lombardi is two at the top of the next hour. But I teased it. I think we got to be on time here. I said 7-15 would be the time to do another quiz. By the way, Matty Rowe's not in today. He's stuck on Vancouver Island. Um, he couldn't get a flight in last night. Uh, his flight was canceled because he didn't have enough crew, which seems like a very legitimate reason. Uh, air travel in 2023. It's great. Um, he'll be back tomorrow, we think. Otherwise, he'll have to hitch a ride with somebody. Maybe a trucker. Oh God. Maybe he'll jump in a in a in a big cab, get a ride. But last week, um, Alex Brody was a producer. Uh our, our man Garrett Vanderplug. Um, I said that right, right? Yeah, yeah. I nailed Hang it. on. Uh you were the technical director and um we had the text line on and somebody mentioned Yoko Ono, and then that immediately popped into my head going, Do you guys even know who Yoko Ono is? And you guys are like, no idea who no. Yoko Ono was. And then we went on to the Beatles, and you guys didn't know the Beatles. So um, this morning when I couldn't sleep, which isn't a, a new thing to me, I said that the next time you're both in, we'll do a little bit of a general knowledge um, quiz to see where you guys are at. Um, I think these questions are fairly easy. Okay. Uh, Patrick Dumas, who's my co-host today, is now behind the board because he's a man of many talents. Hello. Patrick, you've heard some of these questions. Yeah. Uh, you you nailed all of them. You thought they were <laughs> extremely easy, correct? Yeah, but I mean, that's me. I, I, I like. I, I find this stuff easy. I find this stuff fascinating. I love love trivial facts. It's just so a savant. It's just that stuff. Okay. So let's see if these guys can do it. Um, I also, uh, I have faith in you guys. I think you guys can do well here. Okay. Um, I get three, at least get three boys. Um, before we start, um, can you just state your name, your age and where you went to elementary school and where you went to high school? Just so we have some, uh, context from the question to what to do. Alex, let's start with you. All right. So yeah, I'm, I'm Alex, Alex Brody. I'm 23 years old Okay, and I grew up in Brandon, Manitoba elementary and high school, but I want to put this out there. I didn't have TV or internet till I was about 15 years old. What? True story. What, had, you grew up on Little House had, on the Prairie. I had Farmers Television because okay. I lived outside of outside of Brandon. I had three channels, and oh. one of them was French. Okay, yeah, but you did the... you go to school? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> so hopefully GVP. Uh, I'm Garrett Vanderplug, born and raised in Calgary, Alberta. Uh, I went to elementary school at uh, Ascension of Our Lord, and okay. then I went to Notre Dame High School. Go Pride. All right. Yes, sir. Go Pride. There you go. Uh, do we have the uh, funky music here? Yeah, that we, can we play do. This? Yeah, we do. Um. 
GVP, I'm going to give you the option to go first or second because um, you do a good job of filling in. You're a good guy. Um, I think you do a great job. You come in on short notice and work. Mm -hmm. Um, Do you want to go first or second? Uh, I'm going to put the heat on Alex early. Ooh, okay. So I have 13 questions prepared. I'm going to give you six each. And then we'll see. Uh, we might have to do a tiebreaker. Okay. Unless okay. one of you vanquished. So we also have a bet that we determined during the break. We do. Yes. yes. So uh, GVP, why don't you share what the bet is going to be? So we already have some people on this station who are supposed to be seeing on this station. Which we is, will. Yes. You will be. So waiting, yeah. we wanted to happen. do another punishment that would be on the air. And we didn't want to do singing. So uh, the loser is going to have to write a poem. A about, sappy poem. Uh, yes. Uh, a heartfelt poem about the winner. Right, and you also have to it has take to be shot, sincere. And you also need to take shots at yourself in the yes, poem yes, as well. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, so we've agreed upon that a poem. Absolutely. So the next time you're both in, the winner will, uh, the loser will have to read the poem. Mm-hmm. Okay, Alex, let's start with you. All right, here we go. <clears throat> the uh, Big Show's uh, general knowledge test between Alex and GVP. <laughs> your first question, and uh, there's no stealing. No We're stealing. We're just going to okay. give the question. Alex, your question is this. This person was the Prime Minister of Canada oh, no. from 1993 to 2003. Uh, Jean Charest? Oh, that's so close. Damn it. The uh, first name. Yeah, Jean Chrétien oh, was the uh, Prime Did you know that? No. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know. feel he was a French guy. I didn't know it. Jean Charest, uh, that was oh. close. Uh, but Jean Chrétien is the uh, answer we're looking for. I was Alex, right 0 for 1. You know, you, yeah, you were close. You can uh, kinda, GVP, you did not know that. No, you can kind of get the feeling when you're taking a test. If you look at the first question yeah. and you have no idea, uh, yeah. you know, it kind of uh, okay. scares you a little bit. So, All right, GVP, your first question. On August 3rd, 1942, oh, Italian explorer Christopher Columbus started his voyage to discover the new world of the Americas across the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. He did it with a crew of 90 men in three ships. Name one of those ships. The Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. Wow. Bang! GVP. Did you what? know that, Bang. Alex? I had no idea. I had no clue. <laughs> okay. There we go. After round one, GVP one, Alex zero. Oh, GVP God. one, Alex zero. I gave you zero. all three there. Uh, you did. That's, yeah. you know, I might give you a bone. I'm going to give you a little asterisk oh, in case oh, this is yes. I like the fact that you both didn't know your questions, which is which is awesome. You okay. didn't know the well, yeah. you didn't know it either, Alex. But at least you were semi close. Okay, Alex, your question: The smash hit "Everything I Do I Do for You" from 1990s Robin Hood Prince of Theme soundtrack was sung by which Canadian singer? The song spent 16 weeks at number one. Oh, okay. No answers. Is Canadian artist? See, I don't even know if it's male or female. I'm going to be honest. Okay. Big Canadian artists in the early 90s. I need an answer. Celine Dion? Uh, no. No. I don't know. <laughs> you don't know this? I didn't know. That was going to be my guess. Celine Dion? Yeah. Um, Brian Adams saying oh, everything uh, I do. I like Brian Adams. I do for you. I'm shocked that you don't know that. Uh, that's. Oh, God. People heard- are screaming at their radio over that one. That was an enormous popular, still popular to this day. Sixteen weeks I would at number need to one. I hear the song because I don't. I can't even. Yeah. GVP, your question. All right. That's the big show quiz, okay. general knowledge quiz between Alex and GVP. So far, Alex zero for two, GVP one for one. Mm-hmm. Um, GVP, what are the seven continents of the world? North America, South America, Europe, Africa, Asia. 
Antarctica, Australia. You're missing one. I just named seven. Australia is okay. linked with something else. No, he's he's got. Yeah, you said Europe, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, he's right. What the yeah. heck is this? Hey, it's just the order of qu- which which one of these was difficult. That was that was the easiest question so far. Okay, that's fair. Sticking on geography here, uh, it is GVP two. Alex, nothing after two rounds of the oh big shows uh, general knowledge quiz. Alex, what is the provincial capital city of New Brunswick? New Br- oh. oh, I should know this. What is the provincial capital city of New Brunswick? Moncton? Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. You know this? I think it's Cape Breton, right? No. No, I got it wrong. St. John? Uh, education St. is slowing you Fredericton is St. John, New Brunswick. There yeah. is a St. John. Yeah, yeah. but Fredericton is uh, what we're looking for. Oh, okay. my God. Is Moncton in New Brunswick? Yeah, it's the biggest yes. city. Yeah. Oh, God. We, we were asking for the capital city. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Alex, so far 0 for 3, GVP 2 for 2. GVP, your question. All right. The Gulf War was from 1990 to 1991, was an armed campaign waged by a 35-country military coalition in response to the Iraqi invasion of Kuwait. Who was the president of Iraq when, who ordered the invasion of Kuwait? I can't even venture a guess. Really? I, I, I have no idea. I can't even venture a guess. You don't even guess? Okay, I, I can't even venture a guess. Uh, have you ever heard the term uh, of the person Saddam Hussein? I knew okay, it. Okay, okay. You didn't know, know that? I knew that, that one. Yeah, that would have been I've like heard guess. the name. I've heard the name. But. Yeah. Um, uh, quite the character, GVP. Yeah, yeah, noted not a good guy. Yeah, yeah not a good Noted not good. Uh, no, he also used to poop on a gold toilet as a little fun fact. Um, after three rounds, uh, it's GVP two, Alex, nothing. GVP two, Alex, nothing. I need to go two for two here, essentially. Yeah, uh, you do. It, it's the it's the general knowledge quiz on the big show, Russick and Rose Sports at nine sixty. The fan. I can assure you that these questions they don't have their phones or computers in front of them, and they legitimately do not know these answers. Correct. You did. You've never heard of Saddam Hussein? No, I've heard. I've Gulf heard of him. I didn't. Okay. Yeah, Alex. I've heard of the your question. Oh, never mind. Friends is arguably the most popular sitcom show of all time, which became a hit in the United States in the 90s and eventually achieved mainstream popularity around the world. Can you name three of the six main characters? Ross, Chandler, Joey. Yes. Okay, I got the guys. Nail it. Uh, You know the last names? Uh, No. Okay, I'll give it to you. Thank Uh, you. It's Ross Geller, Chandler Bing, Joey Tribbiani, and of course you're missing Rachel Green. Monica Geller and Phoebe Buffay. But Alex, you're okay. on the board. I'm on the board. Uh, you're on the board after four questions. Uh, I knew GVP. That one. Did you know that? I knew one? that one. I knew, okay. I knew the last name. Okay. I like that show. I like that you guys knew that. Right, I'm good. Um, GVP. Mm-hmm. In 2005, Hurricane Katrina devastated which U.S. city? Oof. In 2005, Hurricane Katrina um, devastated which U.S. city? Alex has no idea. I, I don't know this either, but. Give me any city. Oh, any Goodness. U.S. city. I need an answer. Tampa Bay. Okay. Can I guess? I don't know. Yeah, you can guess. Was it was it like near Atlantic City, like up north? Good God, no. Okay, no. Near Atlantic City. Well, I don't know. It was New Orleans. Oh, it was dude, I was actually going to say New looking, Orleans. Uh, we're looking for. I was actually going to say that. Yeah, uh, it was a big hurricane. Uh, the Saints yeah. won the Super Bowl. Remember, it was all about Hurricane Katrina yes. fighting back. Yes. Yeah. Um, oh, boy. After a uh, tough one. After four rounds, uh, it is GVP2, Alex won. All right. Pulling Alex, this back one's in. easy. 
Okay. This should be a layup for you. Who is the founder of Facebook? Mark Zuckerberg. Boom! Thank you. Congratulations. Okay. All right, Alex. I'm back in it. Good one. Yes. I like it. So, Alex, so far you're two for five. Uh, GVP, your fifth question right now. This can win it, right? Uh, no. no, we're no, going to go six each, okay. and then we, if we have to do a tiebreaker, we'll go to tiebreaker. Okay, okay. Um, the file sharing service Napster was sued by which veteran rock band citing copyright infringement issues? The file sharing service Napster was sued by which veteran rock band citing copyright infringement issues? I don't even issues? think I've heard of Napster. <laughs> so, Alex, you have no idea, do you? No. Okay. Did you repeat the question for me one more time? Sorry. Okay. The file sharing service Napster was sued by which veteran rock band citing copyright infringement issues? Oh. I have no idea. I'm going to guess Van Halen. I don't no, know. Van Halen? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no idea. Uh, you know this, right, Patrick? Sure do. Uh, what is it? Metallica. Metallica is oh, right. Oh, okay. Okay. After five rounds, we're tied up at twos. Uh, this is getting super serious. Uh, there's only three questions remaining in the Big Show general knowledge quiz between Alex and GVP. Okay. I'm Alex, like visibly shaking right now. This this is intense. You can't script this better, to okay. be honest. <laughs> uh, Alex, and again, they, they have no knowledge of these questions, nor are they using any sort of aids. No. Nope. This is this just, is what, just this our beautiful is what minds. their brains knew. Just our beautiful okay, minds. Okay, Alex, your question is this. This person served as Prime Minister of the United Kingdom twice, from 1940 to 1945 during the Second World War, and again from 1951 to 1955. Uh, it's a William. It's a... No? You don't know this, do you? I, I should know, because he, he served during World War II, correct? Yes. Um, He's got a cool last name. Uh, no, I... You may as well just You're give me the no. Uh, yeah. Do you know it? That Winston Churchill? Yes, it is. Hey. Winston oh, Williams. Wow, but too bad you don't get the point. Yeah, that's that. fair. Thank but, you. Well done. Um, okay. I should have known that one. GVP, I think you can win it with this. Okay. Alex has gone um, two for six. You are currently two for five. Okay. You need this one. Yep. yep, yep. Otherwise, we're going to a tiebreaker and things are getting super I, I had an early lead, too. So, um, GVP, taking over every club, prom, sweet 16, and wedding... The 1995 Spanish pop dance hit quickly became a pop culture phenomenon around the world. Name the dance. Oh. Nope. I don't know this. Name the dance. Yep. I don't know. Okay. I don't know. You want to do it? It's got to be the Macarena, right? Yeah, it is. <laughs> Damn, we traded. We traded blows. Okay, on our here it is. Questions. Here it is. This is the tie-breaking question. I had a After lead, man. After six rounds, GVP <laughs> two. Alex, too. Uh, Patrick, you said they'd at least get three right. You were incorrect. Mm. So this is this is for all the marbles. This is how it's going to work. If Alex gets the question right, he wins. If he gets it wrong, you win, GVP. That's, well, that's how we're going to do it. a lot of pressure. Okay. It's, it comes down to overtime. Grunge arguably started with Nirvana, who weren't the first group in the grunge story, but were the most, definitely the biggest and most popular. Who was the lead singer? Oh. Of Nirvana? Yeah, it's Alex's question. It's not your question. Oh. No, do you, I, I should know this, but I don't. I, I honestly am not even going to try. You don't know? You got to be a name. I, 
I don't That's even it, have a name. I don't Kurt have a Cobain. name. Yes. There we go. Oh my BBP's god. BBP's the winner. Give him some hey. applause. Congratulations. Do we have an applause? No, we don't. No, just there yeah. should be. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to Alex writing we'll do snaps, a sappy, he's do the poem. A sappy um, poem to you. Um, your thoughts on the level of difficulty of these questions? I think like it was it was really fair because we we were in turn getting each other's questions right. Yeah, yeah um, like so it was, it was Patrick, uh, please swim around the pool of truth for us. How mm. many of those did you get right internally? All of them. Okay. Wow. Uh, I think we'll do this again, but first, uh, Alex owes you a poem, uh, which we'll do when both of you are next in. Awesome. On Uh, it. Great job, gentlemen. Uh, Good game. I would say great job, but I'm probably lying. But again, uh, please, uh, Alex, mention your elementary and high school. Well, like Brandon, Manitoba, River Heights School in Brandon, and then Vincent Massey High School in Brandon as well. Okay. Shout out to uh, those education systems that clearly let you down uh, when you were a kid. Wasn't your fault. I blame the system. Um, straight ahead, Matt Marchese, uh, producer of the Jeff Merrick Show, on the Flames' 5-1 win last night over the Ottawa Senators. <sighs> it's the big show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan. Hey, it's Haley Salvian from The Athletic. For a look at the latest on your Calgary Flames and NHL news, go click and subscribe to the Hockey Central 960 podcast. While you're there, please rate and review the show. The Big Show, Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960, the fan live from Doug Lacey's Basement Systems downtown studio. Matty Rose is stuck on Vancouver Island. He'll be back tomorrow, we think. Patrick Dumas doing uh, the co-hosting duties today. Uh, fresh off our Big Show general knowledge quiz between GVP and our producer today, Alex Brody. One good. Both went 33%. Woof. And uh, we had a coach from Notre Dame uh, text in. As a coach at Notre Dame, I'm embarrassed. Ha, ha, ha. Show up to class, gentlemen. Tough pill to swallow. We'll do it again next week or the next time you both are in. Ten days from now, guys. Maybe I got to make the questions even easier. I don't even know how that's possible. <laughs> like this number's before four and after two. Maybe I should go there. <laughs> but again, I appreciate uh, the effort. I am um, always appreciate my next guest who's on the line. He is the producer of the Jeff Merrick Show. Fills in time for time. Does a great job. We say good morning to Matt Marchese. Hey, pal, how are you? I'm good, guys. How are you? We're good. We just had a general knowledge test between oh, two no. 23-year-olds. Not good. Oh, boy. <laughs> uh, for the 34-year-old in me, it's probably not very good either. Can I so, ask you two I mean, questions to see if you can get it? Yeah. I hope none of my high school teachers are listening. Okay, so let's. Uh, I'm going to do this one. Um, this person was the Prime Minister of Canada from 1993 to 2003. That was... Uh, Jean Chrétien, was it Yeah, not? no, my uh, Alex Brody got that one wrong. I had the Jean, Jean part right, okay? Yeah, he had the Jean part right, but the other part, no. He said Chere, which was uh, back to premier. Um, let's give you one more that our technical director, uh, GVP, got wrong. Uh, Matt, the Gulf War was from 1990 to 1991, was an armed campaign waged by a 35-country military coalition in response to the Iraqi invasion of Kuwait. Who was the president of Iraq who ordered the invasion of Kuwait? I'm assuming it was Saddam Hussein. That yeah, you're right. Yeah, you, one, right? you, yeah, you'd be beating the brakes off both of these guys. They both got those two <laughs> questions uh, wrong. Uh, they both went 33%. But but they're, what, 23 years old? Yeah. Okay, I mean... But school let them down. Probably, I mean, school let a lot of us down. Yeah, hey, have true. you ever used Pythagorean theorem in radio, George? No, I, I haven't. haven't. Uh, do you know, yeah. do you know the, the what is the uh, capital of New Brunswick? 
the provincial capital of New Brunswick? Is it St. John? Oh, close. Fredericton. Alex Brody got that one wrong. Same, same thing. I'm 66%. That's yeah, you're, that's pretty good. You would have beat the hey, brakes hey, off both of them. An, an, an average man is always at his best. It's true. Um, the Flames were 50% this weekend. Uh, they lost to the uh, Ducks on Friday, which was an S sandwich. And then they beat the brakes off the Ottawa Senators last night, 5-1. to one. Where are you at with the Flames getting into the postseason one? And how serious are you taking the Nashville Predators in all of this, who seemingly aren't going away anytime soon for some stupid reason? So uh, let's start with the first part. As it pertains to the Flames, I mean, like Elliot Friedman always says, the math isn't good. And being and being seven points behind the Oilers, who they have games in hand on, th- uh, actually they don't have any games in hand on. That's like number one. You're not so you're not getting that. You're not beating that insurmountable deficit at this point. And the Avs finally just got healthy, and that's the team you have to catch. And they have three games in hand on the Flames, and they're five points ahead. I mean, I do I think that Nashville is going to get in? No, I don't. Because I think I think that Colorado and Edmonton are probably the two playoff teams. I mean, Colorado at this point, I would assume, even passes the Jets. Um, I don't think they pass the Wild, but it, they could. So, I don't know. I just The Flames this season have just been, and we've talked about it with you guys before, just the disappointment in what I thought was going to be an even better season than last year. I thought that they were going to be able to ride the hot hand of Jacob Markstrom because he was incredible last year, aside from that series against the Oilers. And I really thought that the addition of Jonathan Huberdeau and Nazem Kadri was, it wasn't going to be the same as having Johnny Gaudreau and Matthew Kachuk, but I thought it was going to be closer And that obviously hasn't come to fruition. I think the biggest letdown is how the team has played defensively. I thought that they were going to be one of the better defensive teams in the league. And while they don't, they they're not the worst defensive team, but they're not even close to what I thought they were going to be, you know, with having a healthy Tanev and bringing in Uyghur and and Rasmus Anderson takes the next step. And I just, I thought this was going to be a lot better of a season for the flames. And it's just, I mean, Guys, in watching that game yesterday, the, the the Ottawa goal, even though they end up winning 5-1 the Flames, that Ottawa goal was kind of the epitome of the Calgary Flames season, was mm. it not? Yeah, it, it felt like it a little bit, but again, they were cruising last night. And I think that's what makes this team so frustrating is you see them elevate to those types of levels. And even in that game where they lost against the Boston Bruins, where they dominated Boston essentially for 60 minutes, and ended up still losing. It's just that lack of goal scoring in timely spots that's really bit this team. And the 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 stat I saw last night, and they talked about it on the broadcast, uh, was really impressive about the shots on goal. Did you see this, how they set the NHL record? No, I hadn't seen that. Um, the Flames' most losses in a season went out shooting an opponent by 10-plus shots. Uh, this year's edition of the Flames, 19 losses, which is far and away an NHL record. Wow. Well, and and not only that, you talk about the timely scoring. They've been in, what, like 45 one-goal games or something like that, and they've only won, I think it was 19 of them. Like, that just just can't happen. If you believe that you are an elite team, then you win those games. But also, if you are an elite team, you're not in that many one-goal games. And can on some, can you fault the goaltending? Sure. But for the most part, you're right. It's the lack of... 
It's the lack of timely scoring. It's the lack of scoring in general. When you look at that top six, you say, okay, it's it's not bad. But you know Jonathan Huberto is not going to go in and score 40 goals. Toffoli is there. He's going to score goals. Lindholm's going to score goals. Mangiapane's had a, a, a big letdown season comparatively to last year. So when you look at, at that top six or the guys that you expect to score goals, it just hasn't happened. And I was a little bit, I was only half surprised at the the approach to the deadline by the Flames because I think that they took a realistic look at it and said, okay, do we really want to move any more assets here with the outside chance that we're going to make the playoffs? We look at the schedule. We look at who we have to catch. Do we really have a legit shot at this? Okay, we're going to go out and get Nick Ritchie. Like that, and and that's fine. I almost felt like they should have gone the other way and start moving guys out and, and really kind of retool this thing on the fly. Maybe you move a guy like, and this is going to go against what I'm saying because you need timely goal scoring, but maybe move a guy like Tyler Toffoli who's having a great year. Maybe you look at moving a guy like Lindholm because you can get assets back for, for both guys and then you can turn them into something else, whether it be younger players, whether it be, you know, you use those draft picks and start this thing now. Those guys had term on their deal this year and next and I really thought that that was probably the better approach because they're not going to make the playoffs the goaltending hasn't been there the scoring hasn't been there the defensive play hasn't been there I just I I was really curious about their deadline Maddie, is it just the the inconsistencies overall from this group I obviously Winnipeg's picked it up here winning two in a row is it just feel now they got Nashville in from it it just feels like this is it's not going to happen for them this year it really does and again if if I know, and I know Markstrom was has been better of late. But if Jacob Markstrom, you know, if he goes out in his next start and he lays an egg, then you go, okay, well, this isn't going to happen because we haven't seen that consistency from him. When you have the lack of goal scoring that they do, if you're not getting elite goaltending play, then it's just not there for you. There have been plenty of times where goalies have basically willed their team into the playoffs, but in this case, I, I just I can't see it. The, just the formula doesn't work for me and and the fact that you know they have the same amount of games played as let's say it's a, a, a Winnipeg or um less likely a Seattle but Edmonton and Colorado like they're behind the eight ball in that respect and they've played the same amount of games if they had games in hand I could look at it and say okay they've got a shot but they don't and so I I just don't see I don't see a path to them getting to the playoffs. And it has nothing to do with even Nashville having games in hand on them. I look at Colorado getting healthy. Edmonton, you know, added some pieces at the deadline. Even though Winnipeg didn't add pieces at the deadline, I still like their goaltending situation better and they're getting that timely scoring. So I I just, I I hate to say it for Flames fans, I just don't see a path here. And I don't think that that's hot takey at all. I think it's just, you know, when when you're realistic about it, there's no path for them to make the playoffs. Well, they got to win probably at least 11 of their next 15 games uh, to have a realistic yep. shot at getting into the playoffs. Matt Marchese, producer of the Jeff Merrick Show, joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Big show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960, the fan. Matty, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm getting a little tired of like all these, I don't know if they're excuses, but things that are just surrounding Jonathan Huberto all the time. Now, last night, he's really thrilled to be back on the left wing. And then Daryl Sutter takes a passive-aggressive shot at him that he scored from the right side last night, which is fine. Um, his agent keeps getting mixed into all of this. How would you grade Jonathan Huberto's first season in Calgary? Ooh. Um, 
here's the thing. I think he, the, he set the bar so high from last year that it's it's hard to give him any sort of a, a favorable grade. Has he played better of late? Sure, he's played better of late. Like his start was was treacherous. But when you look at the totals, he's only got 13 goals, and and that's coming off of a 30 goal year last year. I understand different system, blah 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 blah. I think that you give Jonathan Huberdo a C grade, maybe even a C minus, just because he's played better of late. Because if he had kind of continued on the path he was going, that was a D grade. And so, do I think he's going to be like this next year? No, I don't. I, I do. I understand what you're saying about the excuses, and and that's fine. It's a big adjustment going to play from a wide open style to trying to play for Daryl Sutter. I, I think that goes without saying. Now, the counterpoint to that is, well, look at what Jonathan, look at what uh, at what Johnny Gaudreau did last year. Look at what Matthew Kachuk did last year. Look at what Elias Lindholm did last year. Those guys put up points. So what's the difference? Well, the difference is, is that Two of those guys are very elite players, and Jonathan Huberto is not playing with an elite player. Last year, he played a lot with Sasha Barkov. Like, there's a, there's a lot of factors that go into it, and and there's a there's a very good chance, and I think we're seeing it, that Jonathan Huberto is not a driver, but he's a very good passenger, a guy that can put up points when he's surrounded with. It doesn't even have to be elite talent, but but very good talent. And he's been up and down the lineup. There's been no consistency in where he's played. There's been no consistency in his game. So I, I would I'll settle on a C grade, and I think that's maybe a little bit favorable to him. But that's because he's played a lot better of late. Yeah, that, that's like my high school transcript. Um, Maddie, I want to get um, <laughs> Nazem Kadri. How much does Nazem Kadri need to play on that fine line between you know being suspended and not being suspended to be Nazem Kadri again? Because we saw a little bit of it last night, and I thought he played a great game. And I think that edge is a big part of what he is and how effective he can be on the ice. Hundred percent. It's there. There is a. You're right. It is a fine line as well. But he has to be nasty in order to be effective. And and in all honesty, that's why the Calgary Flames signed him because he did give you that edge. If there was a Daryl Sutter type player. It would be Nazem Kadri, a guy who is, he's tough. He's not afraid to fight if he needs to. I mean, he doesn't do it that often, but he's not afraid to. Um, he's physical. He gets in other people's faces. He puts up points. Like, I thought that that was the perfect marriage between he and the Flames. And so he absolutely does need to play on that edge because if he doesn't, then, I mean, he's talented enough offensively and even, even in his own zone to be an effective player. But there's some guys that, they just get more into the game when they're getting into the scrums, when they're getting into the corners and mixing it up with guys. I don't know why that is, but there are some guys that when they get bumped or they give a bump, they just play a lot better. And he's definitely one of those players. Like Nazem Kadri in a playoff setting where things get ramped up is a very, very good asset to have. We've seen it in the past. We saw how good he was in the playoffs last year. We see even, even as a member of the Maple Leafs, I understand you know, he's got suspended more than once and that, and that was an issue, but he was still a very effective player for them. And so that's why I think if he plays that style, he becomes a much more valuable asset for your team. If he's not, I just, I, not that he's not valuable, but he's certainly a lot less valuable when he's not getting under the skin of the opposing team and really kind of getting in their face and, and being Nazem Kadri, frankly. 
Maddie, I want to take the conversation out east. Uh, this matchup's been pretty much known for a while now. It'll be Toronto and Tampa Bay, likely in the first round. Now, with the Lightning, they've lost seven of their last nine. They haven't won more than three or two games in a row in over a month. Is this just a team that's going through like a little bit of a downturn, or is this a team that's maybe a little bit more flawed than we think as they go for what is, hope for them, a fourth straight Stanley Cup appearance? So I look at the lightning to it. One, I will never discount the Tampa Bay lightning because as soon as you do, they're like, Oh, here we go. Another run to the Stanley cup final. But I look at the team now and up front, I love their depth, but you know, the, the, a line that was so effective for them, Corey Perry and Patrick Maroon and uh, Pierre Edward Bellamar, they're one year older. And when you're past 35, one year older is a lot older. And so I, I, that line is not the same. Can they be effective in a playoff series? Sure. But I don't think that a team like the Leafs is looking at that and going, yeah, we're really worried about them like they were last year. The biggest difference for me with this Lightning team is they're they're not as deep on the blue line. You know, they traded, they had to trade away Ryan McDonough. And so that's a big loss for them. Victor Hedman is, I've, he hasn't played to the levels of Victor Hedman that we've seen. Now he's hurt. I think there's been an injury that's been going on for a big chunk of the season that he's been playing through. And it may not be something that is super serious, but it's enough to change the way that he plays. So I I look at that, their defense and say they can be had a little bit here. And I know that Tampa was looking for another defenseman to add obvious. I don't know how the hell they would have made that work. Apparently the salary cap doesn't exist, (laughs) but they were, they were looking. And so So I think that that was an indication that they're not comfortable with their defensive unit either. On the flip side, when I look at what the the Leafs bring, I think the Leafs are a much better team from last year. I think you look at the the defensive depth. I think you look at the forward depth. And they've got guys that can play multiple positions. You know, O'Reilly can play center of the wing. Achari can play center of the wing. Tavares has shown that he can play center of the wing. Nylander, to a lesser extent, can play center of the wing. Lafferty, like all these guys that they've brought in, they can adjust. And so I think that's super important because if the Leafs, the Leafs can really work with that and they can get the best possible matchups, especially on home ice. And I think that for them, having that flexibility, that positional flexibility is important. And I look at Tampa and I say, you know, if I had to, if I had to grade the forwards, I think that between the two, they're really close. I think the defense from top to bottom, when you look at the depth, the Leafs have it in spades, whereas I I don't think that Tampa Bay has that same sort of depth. They may have the more elite high-end talent with a guy like Sergachev, and if he's healthy, Hedman. But then I look at the goaltending, and for me, that's the big difference here, right? And and not that it was last year in the Stanley Cup Mm -hmm. playoffs in the first round, but it's Vasilevsky. And if you get to a Game 7, you know you're in trouble against Andre Vasilevsky. So... I think this series is going to be close again, and I'm not willing to count out Tampa Bay. I know John Cooper sat, you know, the the three top stars up front for a period against the Sabres. I know that they got blown out the next night by the Hurricanes, but I'm never going to count them out. That that would be foolish to count out this team. Yeah, um, it'll be interesting if the Leafs can get a save uh, come the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, Matt Marchese, producer of the Jeff Merrick Show, uh, obviously weekdays right here on Sports at 960 The Fan. Thanks for this, pal. We'll talk soon. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. Uh, There he is in the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar. 
using the same secret recipe since 1975. Dine in at 6060 Memorial Drive Northeast. Takeout or delivery at 403-248-3344. Peter Labardius, the color analyst for the Calgary Flames, straight ahead. From the airport. And then Buck Martinez from Sportsnet on the Blue Jays at 830. All straight ahead. Big show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet 960. The fan.